0: that you had a great week and everything is going well. We're in the holiday season and I love December. It's like my favorite month. And also I'm excited because the guest that I have today, I've been waiting and debating to get this guy in here ever since I started the podcast. So let's get it. Today, we're gonna talk about rappers in my backyard and on the grill we got the plug and you know I love setting up every podcast with a quote that lays the groundwork for an interesting and provocative conversation so here is the quote we don't chase stars we make them and that comes from our guest today. And I'm so excited to hear why he says that. So I think that quote sets us up nicely to talk, express, relate, and connect with our special guest today. The one, the only Greedy Greg is in the backyard.
1: What's yo, up Greedy? Yo, yo. What's up Lisa
0: O? Hey man, you got the best hand. I'm just
1: <laughs> come on into my field.
0: <laughs> so what you been up to,
1: Greedy? Trying to create some new ones. Some new hot fire talent.
0: Some new hot talent, huh? Yep. Mm-hmm. Well, you two, know two, I two, think, Would you say? I'm going to light
1: 2022 up. It's going to be on
0: fire. Watch it's going to be on fire? So 2022 is going to be your year. Is what you telling me? It's going to be my year. I'm come. to come back. That's it, that's it. I mean, I think that we all love a comeback and something about a comeback just inspires us to give our best at the things that we do. So I'm excited to see what you got coming. And I've been wanting to get with you on this MIC for a long time. And so I want to talk to you about some things that I know you've been on other people's podcasts and things like that. But on this podcast, we're going to keep it really real. And I'm going to ask you some of the things that you may not want to answer. But (laughs) we need But we need to get these answers, man. And um, I'm the one with the gall to ask these questions. And so let's get it. You in? Let's go. So what's your philosophy on staying motivated in this entertainment business?
1: My philosophy on staying motivated in the entertainment business? Wow, that's a hard one. I don't even have that answer. I, I I just I'm excited about new things, new music, new sound, new new adventures. And that's that's just my motivation. Try to find the latest, the, the hottest, the newest. Right. That's my motivation.
0: So you just in love with new things as far as being able to stay ahead of the curve and just seeing what's happening next. I
1: I'm excited about creating and finding new things that hasn't been discovered yet.
0: Okay. You know,
1: All new right. artists, new sounds, new beats, new talent.
0: Okay. New, 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 new. New, 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 new. That's cool. Me. So what would you say is your greatest asset as an executive or a manager
1: in this? My greatest, greatest asset is the uh, the ability to listen to someone and, and and take their best attributes and expose them and excel and export them. That's what I, I like doing. I, I, I don't I don't impose my beliefs on the artist. I, I I try to listen to them and try to figure out where's their strong points and work with those those points because the music itself is only good. If it's coming from the heart of the artist, not from the heart of the the manager or anything else, because, you know, your music has to be believable, especially your rap.
0: Right. And that can only come from the artists themselves, right? So how important is it for an artist when they do come to you to know who they are?
1: It's very important to know who they are, because I can't tell you who you are. I got to sit there. I I like to sit there. I'll I'll be quiet. I'll let you do what you do. And uh, you know, if you're recording songs, I'll let you record. And then this funny thing, I'll I'll come back to you like maybe a a day or two later and say, okay, this is what you need to do. This is how we fix This is what we need to do to fix you and make you a star.
0: Okay. Uh,
1: and that's how that's how I kind of came up with the name. I, I came up with the name The Fixers with a uh, quick and A G because I felt like, you know, I I was fixing a whole lot of people's projects and sounds and their talents.
0: Well, that's a perfect name, The Fixers, <laughs> because. You know, it's those those little things that an artist needs that really makes them great. We all come in the door really, really raw with our egos on our sleeves and all of that. <laughs> and I, <laughs> I just think that's, that, the
1: truth. that's the truth.
0: I mean, that's just the way that I feel about it. And it seems like in order as an artist, for an artist to be great, you need someone that has the opposite of what it is that you have. And would you find that to be a really good ingredient for you, being that you are a lot more poised and sort of patient and things like that? Like I, I don't do patience, and I got, I've got poise, but the patient thing, I, I just don't play well with that. How do you stay I so you,
1: patient? I guess you can say I'm the king of patience because I'll, you know, I'll let you as an artist you come in, you come to my studio, I'll let you work yourself to death, and when you're tired. Then I, I'll step to you, like, okay, this is what you did wrong. This is what we need to do to fix it. This is the uh, adjustments we need to make. You know, I I, I think I'm a great listener. Mm-hmm. And I, I, you know, I don't I don't smash any artists. Everybody say, oh, you're a tough critic. No, I'm a realist. I, I like to give it to you real. I don't want to, you know, candy coat what, what, you, what you're what delivering, you know, because then, then it's a waste of everybody's time. You know, right. you understand what I'm saying?
0: Yeah, I definitely do. And also been able to witness that. A lot of times I see in the studio, you'll have artists in there and they're new. And I see you just walk right on by them. Like you don't even see <laughs> <It's> the <laughs> coldest thing. It's that, that's cold. <laughs> that's cold. Uh, so,
1: uh, and then a lot of time when I do that, people, artists don't think I'm listening, I'm hearing. I hear everything you're doing. You know, I, I don't need to be there every second to figure it out mm-hmm. you know so I, i'll i'll let you do your thing and see if you can figure it out on your own you know i i may come in and sit down like 10 15 minutes and i'll walk out won't say nothing but that's just how that's how i get down
0: yeah Woo, but that's cold though i mean it just comes across <laughs> so freaking cold it's just like you know you see me here dude fool with me you know what i mean yeah.
1: No, I, I've had art. You know, I you know I have artists that I, I initially meet, and they playing this stuff for me, and, and they want to get up in your face. I don't like that. Let me let me let me soak it all in. You know, mm-hmm. I, I find I, I I I do my best work in my sleep. You know, uh, what I mean is, I will listen to you, mm-hmm. and then I'll that night I'll dream about you and how to fix you. You know, I'll wake up at two o'clock, 2 o'clock in the morning. Okay, I figured it out. This is what I need to do. You know, right. it's just kind of weird. The weirdest thing. And I have had my best ideals at 2 or 3 o'clock in the morning. My best fixes for 2 or 3 o'clock in the morning. It's crazy.
0: Yeah, because, I mean, I'd hate to see. You don't get much sleep, do you? Because that is an erratic <laughs> way to spend <laughs> the day. That's some cool <laughs> right there. Because it's like you know, two and three o'clock in the morning, you generally know what's going on in them hours in this thing called entertainment. So instead of doing that, you're thinking about one of the artists that you're working with and how you can take them to the next level?
1: Yes, I, I dream I dream your fix. Whatever wow. your fix is, I, 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 I'll dream it and I'll, I'll mm-hmm. visualize it in my dream. Okay, I need to take, make this move, do that move, do this, do that. And it'll, it'll come to me at the weirdest hours, you know. During the daytime, my mind is on a thousand other things <laughs> besides music. <laughs> it's just weird. I'm kind of backwards.
0: Backwards with the process. So, right. in your opinion, how would you say that hip hop has changed as an art form?
1: Honestly, i'm kind of disappointed in the direction of hip-hop has gone this is not what i had visualized 30 years ago for hip-hop you know it's just now it's just like oh my god that's trash garbage this sounds bad it's it's meaningless i call it mindless music mm-hmm. it, it, it doesn't you know it goes in one ear and comes out out the other you know back in the day when you heard music it, it, it left you with a feeling and like you hear some of the old stuff when you were growing up some of the great stuff that when you were growing up, and it's still you can visualize, visualize. Okay, I was riding my bike down the street and I saw that cute girl when that song came on, you know. But now it's like it has no no sticking power. No, you're not gonna hear, you're not gonna hear a lot of these artists on oldie stations like you do, uh, like you do some of the great friends DMC. Uh, Ice Cube you know, you know you hear them on the old uh, old school hip hop stations you're not gonna hear some of these artists I'm not gonna name go through these names but you're not gonna hear some of a lot of these artists and it's so many of them it's so much music coming out and a lot of it is such garbage
0: it's not music it's just noise Wow. So when you say noise, are you saying noise in the sense of the music and the lyrical journey is not matching in no kind of way? Or are you saying noise in the sense of not a sound that reaches out to the people?
1: It's not a sound... I consider it noise because you're not, you won't be able to put an orchestra together to recreate that, you know. It's some guy that, you know, he's got a computer and he put a peg here, put a peg there, put it there. Oh, I got some fire, this is hot! You know, and I, I, a lot of times I, I look at him like, what are you bobbing to? Cause it's not to bob. <laughs> it's just like, I've seeing guys doing this. And I'm going like, that's not even a groove. What are you moving your head to? What are you shaking your body to? It's noise. I mean, you couldn't get a, a, a lot of the stuff that you hear now, you couldn't get a drummer to recreate that 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 pattern. You couldn't get a, a trumpet player or violinist to recreate that that sound. You couldn't get a keyboard player to replay that 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 path.
0: And right. it, it, it makes no sense, musically. Wow. Wow, that's funny you say that. You know what? I think that that sets us up nicely to go to the grill. Let's burn some stuff up, Greedy. Let's burn some stuff up. Because man, I mean, you stay on fire, right?
1: (laughs) All the time, all the time. I, I, I got a big grill in the backyard.
0: And you are pretty good on the grill, I hear. You make some interesting dishes, especially barbecue. I hear the town is on fire to get a piece (laughs) of uh, or a slab of your delicious ribs. But I wanted to talk to you today about the plug. And when I say the plug, Greedy, I mean, back in the day, when hip-hop in the 90s which to me was the most best year of hip-hop our best collection of hip-hop you had like a plug like somebody that was able to connect you and guide you through your career as a hip-hop artist or an artist in general so i wanted to find out from you what is the plug today and is there a plug
1: there is no plug today.
0: You know, back in the day, I, I, I was telling some, talking to
1: someone the other day about how great it was back in the day. You know, like, I'll, I'll have a song that I thought was fire and I can just send it out to 50 DJs and bam! I'm, you know, I didn't create a star. Now it's so many layers, you know. You got a thousand platforms, these are Spotify, this, that, you know, you got to get your music to and hope that you get discovered. You know, it, it just, I find it kind of difficult to really promote to to really blow up an artist mm-hmm. and, and find that plug. And, and then the, what you think is the plug, none of them is really consistent, you know? You could be hot on Spotify, be trash on title, you know? So it, it kind of makes no sense musically back in the day if you were hot with some djs Mm -hmm. you were hot all over you know the only great thing about today uh platforms is your music is easily shot across the world you know Mm so but the crazy part about that is you could be hot and hot in uh egypt and not even know you could be you could have a, a, a platinum hit over in japan not even know yeah, unless you got unless you got some connections with it, so it's maybe maybe it's more like it's too many plugs, you know, too many alleged plugs that are you know not consistent and not real, you know, like everybody's got the the connection to blow you up on Spotify, you know, or you know got the connection to blow you up on Title or to blow you up on one of the platforms,
2: mm-hmm.
1: you know, and it just doesn't feel real to me. It just feels like some fake numbers. Everything's fake. Oh, you know, you go to a record label, and they're like, "Well, how many followers do you have?" Oh, I got a million followers. But really, the real question should be, how many of them million followers do you really know? You know, yeah. How many of the followers are really following you because they like you? You know, they like your stuff. It's just everything seems to be so fake these days. You know, fake yeah. boobs, fake tits, fake eyelashes. You know, <laughs> fake music. You know,
0: <laughs> nothing is genuine. <laughs> And, and also, I like the way that you put that, that you can be hot somewhere and not even know it. That, to me, is taking away the whole idea of the plug. Because how can you know that you plugged in and you don't even know that you exist over there? Just right. like, for instance, this podcast. I'm on Spotify and all of these platforms. I'm in the top 10 in the Dominican Republic, Right. How do I know? I just found out like last week you're in the top 10 and I'm going like, okay, if that's what's happening for me, because I'm not in the top 10 in the United States. Right. So how do I get that particular country or place popping in a way that it can come back to me and translate in the United States?
1: Now, now the bigger question is when you find that you're hiding these obscure markets, do you chase them? you chase to make you know do you you go you point your your promotion in that direction Mm -hmm. you don't know you you really don't know that's the hardest the hardest thing about this whole new game you don't know what's real you know because you get in these analytics and these numbers you know and you don't know if they're real you don't know if it just so happened
0: you bought some box in dominican republic and you're blowing up there on, on paper you know right Right. It's crazy. It's like, do I go down there and get a BBL right. and then Lisa goes mm-hmm. down here getting big hits <laughs> in butt. So come on now. And then I can just go up and be number one there. It's like right. the plug to me is, it's not really, like you said, there's not a plug. Like in, for instance, what's the plug to get a decent deal with a label? Versus
1: well, back in in the day, back in the day, you had qualified people making decisions, qualified A and R people. Now these guys, to me, are jokes. They just happen to know somebody that knows somebody that knows somebody. You know, okay. Uh, <clears throat> you, you, they don't. Back in the day, you had an A and R person that really knew how to create something. These guys do not know how to create anything. And basically, they're they they're going in the studio and sitting there, and if it's a, they're bringing a thousand people to nod their head, and those thousand people, if a thousand people nod their head in that room, then it's, that's hot. That's the next thing. Right. You know, I I I don't. I'm not a trend chaser. Mm-hmm. I just I just try to find good music, good sound make it feel make you feel something not well you know uh drake got this sound so i'm gonna find an artist that's close to drake you can't do that
0: yeah it's like the the carbon copy thing is going just like um you know when that artist had came to sound exactly like future i can't think of of that guy's name that came after future i'm sorry it's escaping me now but he sounded just like him but he only ended up having that one song because you can only what What was it designer yeah designer designer sorry. i mean when from that song we was like hey you know and then when he came with that second single we was just like i mean huh? that was it what? it just didn't I'm have different. anything
1: and, and then another thing i hate about the music game right now is everybody think you need a feature on every song or every every, art with a, every artist you know like you go to a label and they're like okay who you got to feature on this record no I'm creating a solo act <laughs> if he can't create by himself without getting a feature I don't freaking need it yeah. he, you know that's what it's about you're creating a solo act not a group you know, I, I've heard, I hear, you know, I hear all these records with like ten people on there. Like, wow, wow, whose whose record is it? Yeah, you know, because when you when you when you when you go in the studio and you bring a feature in, it's just too many layers to getting, you know, something done. You know, like if you bring up, like he may not know this person, so he's just gonna give him a, a hot six, a, what he thinks is a hot sixteen, but it may not even fit what this person's doing then you try to get that person in the video you gotta pay some more money and then you gotta adjust the video schedule to the features video schedule i mean time schedule and Mm -hmm. then you do the promotion you get it played on the radio then the people at the radio like when you take that artist to the radio station like so where's where's future where's uh drake you got him on your record how was it working with it and it becomes more about the feature than the artist so the artist doesn't stand a chance to really blow up right you know, right. it's all be it's all bullshit. You know what? It just seemed like you're a bit frustrated about it too. <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm not frustrated. I'm just. I'm just a realist. It's just. It's the frustration that comes with the the higher ups in these companies mm-hmm. that are basing talent off of everything, all the wrong stuff. Yeah. You know, if, if you if you got if you make good music, it's gonna stand up. Cream's gonna rise to the top. You know. A lot of it's what it it seems like all these companies are wanting to fast track everything. Mm -hmm. Well, if you got a million followers, then he must be hot. You know, and it makes no sense. So you sign in because he's got a million followers. And then you set up a concert for him and five people show up.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: How do you- Get smarter. Get smarter, people. Get smarter, record companies Don't base it off of those numbers. Base it off of good music, good sound, good feeling, everything besides the numbers, because the numbers don't make any sense. Everything, everything can be bought these days. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I was just getting ready to say that because I know some people that got a zillion followers and they just had the money to buy them all. And I'm the type of person that if you follow me, I want to be able to turn my back and see you behind me. That's what follow me means the last time I checked.
1: It don't mean,
0: you know, these fake numbers in a sense of people who don't engage. And that's why I wanted to put the plug on the grill because we need to understand audience you need to understand that a plug means that you're connected to something you're 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 into something and i just don't feel that our artists today our relationships today our sincerity to each other today is connecting at all no not at all so it's like Man, we got to get it together in 2022 as far as the plug. And I appreciate you throwing it, burning it, and tossing it on the grill with me today, Greedy, because, I mean, come on. Who got the plug? The plug is an imaginary item. And everybody's in search for it. And do you have any clue where we can get it from? (laughs)
1: Uh, <laughs> there's no such thing as a plug anymore
0: no no it man, isn't it really man. isn't so let's take that off the grill because we burnt it up and there's not a plug that exists right now in this industry so let's take it off the grill let's burn it up man we did a thing on that to plug man so I really want to talk to you now about your artists because I'm just going to go down the list of artists. And I just want to know and ask the questions that I've been burning to know about. So first let's talk about Tone Loke, Mr. Wow thing. How did that relationship come together as far as the two of you working together? And what did you learn from that experience with Tone Loke?
1: Uh, I started with Tone, Tone is my cousin. Okay. A double cousin. Uh huh. You know, he was in a group called the Triple A Crew with Wink and Gusto. Okay. Yeah, they they actually all name was Anthony, Anthony, Anthony. I thought they came with the triple, triple A Crew. Okay. But with Tone, what I learned from Tone, just because the person's your relative and you guys is blood, you can't trust them. Mm hmm. So make sure your paperwork's tight. Make sure your paperwork's right. You know, uh, that was kind of like my initiation into the music business, Mm -hmm. and I learned I I learned a few things from that. You know, each 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 step, each artist, I learned many different things from different artists, but they all have one thing in common. What's that? They have no loyalty. If I'm with you, I'm with you to the wheels fall off, good time, bad time, hard time Right. That's That's how I was raised but mm-hmm. what I find is like the artists they're waiting for the next hot train right next hot com- the next hot conversation Tone uh even though you know I, I I forgive him I you know what I don't understand with Tone is I've seen him at a couple of families like funerals and stuff like that and the guy's still mad at me I should be mad at him why are you mad at me I gave you life I made you money and you didn't want to give me my money I should right. be mad at you
0: right Okay, next question. Woo! Okay, Tone Lope, man. Look, no loyalty, no love. Family got you burnt up. And that's absolutely true because family, boy, they they be the ones that get you the most because they're Mm -hmm. close to you and you feel like you should have a certain amount of trust. And when you find out that you don't have that, it really breaks you in a way like never before, and I know that Tone Loke was your first artist, really, in this business. Am I correct? That was
1: a, that was that the yeah, first artist. That was the deepest cut. Mm-hmm. No, I take that back, Tone. Yeah, told I, I was working with this this female rapper named Ryan Rock and Rocher at the same time with Tone, but Tone was the deepest cut.
0: Yeah, yeah. Cause I still see the band aids on you, brother. You know, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I still see the bad days. So let's go no, to the next one. I, <laughs> I had
1: to shake it, shake it off.
0: <laughs> yeah, Tone Love, baby. Woo. Okay. Now, let me talk. Let me ask you about DJ quick, because, man, in my opinion, yo, you just tell me what it is it seemed like you two have a love-hate relationship. It's like y'all either all or nothing. Tell me about DJ Quick and how'd you two come together and is it a love-hate relationship? Where y'all at now, dude, with all that? Uh, Quick was one of the most talented producers I ever worked with. Uh huh. Real knowledgeable.
1: As far as the love-hate, I don't hate anybody, you know? I, I, I bounce off the energy you give to me. You okay. Know, you, don't want, you don't want to work with me, fine, I'm cool. I have no problem. I, I'm not chasing people, people chasing me. Right. You know, as far as uh, quick, this is, a, a, you know, it's, uh again, it's that loyalty factor, no loyalty.
2: Mm-hmm. You
1: know, it's like you create these artists and you're only good is the people you have around you. You know, if, if, if people, if artists really look at the state of the business of the successful artist like Will Smith, which, why is Will Smith so successful and still successful? It's mm-hmm. because he, has, he kept the same people around him. You know, anything you do in business, you're gonna have your ups and downs. So you it, it, you gotta ride with the down as as you're riding with the ups. You know, yeah. you can't just a jump, jump ship, because every time you jump ship and go to another camp, you you like starting back at square one, you know, and artists have to realize that, you know. Every move that your people make is not gonna be necessarily be the right move. So you're gonna win some, you're gonna lose some. Uh KR once said something one time, you know, everybody gets fucked in this business. You just try not to, you know, get fucked so many times. You know, and right. that, that kinda of stuck with me. That kinda of stuck with me after the Tone Lok situation. But Quick, right. you know, I got much love for Quick, but I I couldn't work with him again.
0: Right, because of the I, I, loyalty factor,
1: the loyalty factor. And I, I, at this point in my life, I don't have the patience,
0: mm-hmm. you know, to to
1: I don't want to say, but I just don't have the patience.
0: Right, you don't want to say it. You don't want to say it, but I appreciate you being honest with that because you two really did a lot of great work together, a lot of great work, and even to this day, I know. That your phone still rings, people still ask you about Quick, and feel that you can get in touch with Quick anytime that you want to—is that a fact or is that fiction?
1: Uh, I probably could, but I choose not to. Mm-hmm. I'm, I I wrote the Quick train three times and you know got kicked out the car. and, you know that that getting kicked out the car wasn't a comfortable feeling. You know, like for for doing nothing but. Trying to help a person elevate their career, you know, right. Quicks probably realistically, Quicks should be up on the Dr. Dre level, but he continues to shoot, to shoot himself in the foot. Right. And, uh, you know, he, he, they blame it on being bipolar. I don't know. I'm no doctor. Right.
0: Right. Blame it on the game. Because sometimes, you know, you as an artist, you can overthink things for yourself, too. I mean, it's a competitive business. It's one as an artist. You're always seeking to be better and you're always seeking to get yourself back on top. And see, that's the thing that I think people like yourself is being on the other side is managers and executives and things like that. You don't understand the vulnerability that is with an artist. We need to be seen, we need to be heard. And the thing that brings us joy is being in front of that camera and being number one, seeing our names in lights, seeing our names in number one. And that is a drug within itself. And if I can't get high, then I'm depressed. (laughs) <laughs> okay, feel with me. Right. So it's not. I don't think as an artist, I don't think that we go out to hurt people in such a way. But you gotta understand this thing that we crave is like a drug. You see what oh, I'm? Yeah, saying? yeah,
1: yeah. I, I tell art. You know, I, I give artists uh, a speech once we start working. That like you always gotta, you always gotta remain humble because you're gonna, you know, you're gonna have some high moments and low moments. But if you remain humble and you, you'll be alright you know. don't believe your own height a lot of times artists believe their own height you can't tell them nothing and they think they created this this train themselves the only, like I said, the only good is the people you have around you Yeah. and, 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 and just because many people are going to come into your life once you blow up and they don't necessarily always have they seem like they have your best interests at heart but they don't always have the best interests
0: right, right but these hoes ain't loyal. So let's get these, exactly. <laughs> these hoes exactly, exactly. I'm telling you man, cause um, if you can't put me in the top looks, ah, I don't need you. And that's just the right. artist in me. You know, mm-hmm. which is, I mean, every day I got to check my ego. Yo, Lise, how we feeling? You know, because sometimes I be on that gas, dude, and I don't see nobody but me. It's, it, it is a really selfish game. And I know that being an artist, man, you just always crave to be on the top, and you always want to be able to be the one that is the first thing on somebody's mind. Like I get up in the morning, like, and I have to be acknowledged, you know, look at me, look at me, you know, (laughs) and uh, hey, I'm just telling you, man, it's just like that drug, it's a powerful drug. So let's go on the AMG, bitch better have my money. Why do you think a lot of people don't know how talented AMG is?
1: Because uh, AMG, uh, you know, AMG is really really underrated. Really talented. He, a lot of people don't know he produced "Bitch Better Have My Money" himself. Really. Only Quick did for the record was maybe gave him some drum sounds, maybe. Mm-hmm. And for some reason, people give Quick the credit for, it, but it's all AMG. And what what I love about AMG, he's a forward thinker. You know, he 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 seems to. He, he's a forward thinker. He reads a lot. And he, you know, I always tell people AMG is like a quiet case because when you first meet him, you're like, oh, he's mean and he, I don't like him. But you, once you get to know him, you, you 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 know, he'll give you the shirt off his back. He's a good guy. He's a real good guy. He, yeah. um, like, he predicted a, c- a couple of things in the industry. And, uh, like, years ago before Kanye, he said, the next big, he predicted that the next big rapper is gonna come out wearing a mascot uniform. And that was Colin Drop off He did that about three, four years ago. And then he, he also predicted, he said, watch, there's gonna come a time in hip-hop where there's not gonna be any fans in the audience. Everybody's gonna be on stage. That's what we're going through now. Everybody, it's not really no fans. Everybody's a star, you know? There's one thing I hate about uh, like LA, LA scene, Everybody's VIP. You go to the club. It, it, it's a long line. It's two long lines. One for VIP. And it's a short line for people's pain. Everybody yeah. in LA is a VIP. Everybody in LA's got the plug to get you into everything. That's why I, I, you rarely see me out in LA. If I go out of town, you may see me everywhere. LA, yeah. But yeah. Uh, AMG, MG is like my brother, my son, my son brother. You know, <laughs> You know? <laughs> I've been knowing him since he was 18. He was like maybe my second artist that really came through. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's really he's a really talented brother. Great lyricist. He, he, he's got a lot of music that I wish he would release in his vault that I think is good for work.
0: Yeah. 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 And he just uh, celebrated 30 years for yeah, bitch. 30 Bear, years had my for money. bitch for I Had my money. You know
1: uh just like one mistake that we made with amg is uh, we should have we should have put his face on more more stuff Mm -hmm. like this better have my money cover should have had his face on it because nobody knew who he looked like or who he was Uh unless you unless you was in the inner circle you know like we go out on tour nobody he'd be around but nobody didn't know that was amg
0: (laughs) you know this is crazy you know Ain't no way I could do that. If I had that song, I'm like, I'm that bitch. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I can be sitting here like, you know, my songs on the radio. And I mean to this day, man, that song is in my rotation because that bah, da, 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 that just seems so immediate, so demanding, so badass when you hear that, you know. And then that I don't know what that is. Da, 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 da is that that is that. What is
1: that? That high top. What is it? Those are my, those, those are those are horns.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And, and yeah, you know, if you know if you know his history, he used to have a high top stage. He with the high top stage. Open up uh-huh. that coach bag so I can get paid. Right, you know. right. But you know, after he got into the industry, he lost his high top stage. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. And, and we grow much here these days. You know
1: Ooh. what I'm
0: saying. <laughs> The crew got all low cuts, except, you know, Quick is still rolling, his long here, you know. But yes. uh, man, AMG, man, we needed to get your, your photo on everything, man, especially on that Bitch Better Have My Money album, because so many people, even today, rocked at and it it just plays it at, at all the backyard barbecues and I, that record will never go away so shout that's out a, to my a, man amg man it's, it's
1: a classic it's a classic yeah it you is. put that record you put that record on just anybody anywhere now and it's still it's still rocks the party
0: yeah still rocks the party so let's move on to second to none how, in what way did Second to None betray your trust? And where are y'all at now with y'all saying man?
1: They betrayed my trust
0: because
1: it got to a point like when we got ready to work on their second album, they decided they want to, you know, go with the death row. And, you know, because they're from Compton and their bloods, they went to go with Shook but you know I'm in the music business I'm not in the gang banging business mm-hmm. it didn't make sense to me because honestly I had when I work with a group I kind of have an idea of the path for you mm-hmm. as a group or as an individual and I had a path for them they, they could have been if they had all stuck together they could have been the next nwa because nwa was on the decline they could have been the replacement group you mm-hmm. know but they're impatient they wanted to gangbang which didn't make sense to me because gang banging don't make you no money you right you, you end up in jail or dead you know mm-hmm. and if anybody know you know where i had my studio used to be in the house upstairs. Okay and my front door was always open you know somewhere I was always here and then one day I had left and I come back and Chug sitting in my living room they brought Chug to my house wow sitting in my living room so they wanted to get released Hmm. and you know it wasn't really nothing to talk about unless she was giving me some papers so you know Chug I like gotta get out of my house gotta leave right and I was you know and then they kind of ambushed me a couple of times with Chug but you know and nothing and nothing ever really physically happened to me. Right. I heard something I heard something physically happened to them over at death row. Um well, I don't know what more can I say. that's the you know, I tried to forgive them. They apologized you know, blaming on being on the youth, but it's still kind of stuck in my head. It's like always follow, Always bother me. Like how could you do this to me? Yeah, I have. I you know that's like when we started. I opened my door, my house, my family, to them. Mm -hmm. I I fed them when they needed, when they were hungry, when they didn't have. I gave. Right. This is is the motherfucking thanks I get.
0: Oh, man, that's crazy, though. You walk in the door of your house and you got Suge sitting there like, hey, MoMo, I need you to release this paper on them. I I mean, that just ain't cool, man. That ain't cool. No, that ain't cool. And um, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I understand to apologize, you know, and for us to forgive each other in that, because that was a really great thing for them apologizing to you. I respect them for that. But it's really hard to forget. Like you said, like you always got that sort of plan in the back of your mind. Like if I get down with you guys again, you will possibly flip on me again. Right you now. And so and so is that why you only did that one album with them, which was really good? Yeah, that's the only really, reason really we did one album. Mm-hmm. And what was the name of that album again? Second and None. Oh, okay. What was the song Self-haven. on there? That...
1: Uh, ain't Nothing Wrong, Be True to Yourself. And oh, they went yeah. true to this, And they went true to themselves.
0: Yeah. Be True to, to Yourself mm. was the cut, too. And mm. the thing that I liked about Second and None, man, they could also sing. Like, they had, like... This cool voice that could hit the chorus, you know what I mean, and then be able to hit it up lyrically, man. So we
1: had we had a group that is called Sexy Leroy and Chocolate Love Lights, which is actually to me, an early version of Soul Sonic because they did all the love songs, classic R and B, you know, and we we were supposed to do an album. But mm-hmm. it, never came. it never came together because like I said, they wanted to go
0: gangster. Right. They wanted to throw it up.
1: They want to rep- represent the hood instead of represent the music.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Man. Dang. Come on, second or none. Alright, so what about BG Knockout and Drester? Why didn't that Real Brothers album come out? Because, I mean, they had 50-50 love. They had, I mean, they had hits on there, dude. Like, it, I, practically, it the was, whole it, album it was, was hits. It was a
1: great album, and I think it came out, but I think the timing was bad because we had the song on called DPG Killer, which mm-hmm. was supposed to have, Easy e was supposed to be on it actually when they were recording it easy was in the studio and that's when he got sick they took it from the studio to the hospital and he didn't get to lay his verse on this. if he have really got to lay his verse on there i think it would have changed their career because right. we released a record we had a great killer video for it and everything
2: mm-hmm. but
1: people there's a couple of things people didn't put the two together that you know, people was like, "Like, why, why BG knock on Drayster? Mad at, at Death Row and uh, and, and snooping them." Mm-hmm. But people didn't realize BG knock on Drayster was on real motherfucking G. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, I thought uh BG was gonna be the Easy E replacement, and Drayster was a great lyricist, and th- the record should have worked. But honestly, people were scared to play the record because the Death Row persona if they played they're gonna and one of death row affiliates is here you know it's gonna bring some drama and right. what happened and and it, it, it's just bad timing the record did come out but but they had some they also got into some legal trouble mm-hmm. and they kind of
0: uh kind of sank the promotion
1: right we couldn't promote Man. it where it should have been
0: promoted Oh, I love that record. That That's another thing. I listen to, to Real Brothers a lot. I mean, so, it was so good legal. I mean, you know, lyrically and also the concept of the songs were great. They were based on like you using real music and real concepts, sort of like a Marvin Gaye record. Like, it was about Mm -hmm. stuff that we deal with in the ghetto, the way we need to love each other, the way that we need to relate to one another, and the way that you can get beat down if you make the wrong choice, (laughs) you know? I mean, it had everything that a real brother that looked like me go through, (laughs) you know? Right. So, man, shout out to BG Knockout and Dreister all right let's move on to domino man do you think that if he would have brought Battlecat in for his second album to produce it that it would have been successful
1: most definitely domino's problem was domino's very talented very versatile it, 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 but he has a huge ego Mm-hmm. And ego got in the way, and uh, I kind of I, I I'll take I'll take some of the blame because I tell you the mistake I made with Domino is I made I convinced Domino that he was the producer and what where, where it happened was after the first when the first record was blowing up I had got a call from Sony and they they were looking for a track for Shabba link okay so. I, you know, I went and got down with a drum machine and, and helped him put some stuff together, show him how to put some stuff together. Mm-hmm. And we got a song out on Shabba Rank. And from there, his mind just went <laughs> you know, My love of being a producer. Uh, there's two different things about producing. There's a producer and a beat maker. A producer right. is able to hear, see the whole thing out. Most mm-hmm. of these guys now are beat makers. They just here, give you a two track and tell you to go rap on it and send it back to them. That's not a that's not a producer. It's a beat. Mm-hmm. Uh, Domino should have let Battle Cat produce a second album, but they, they, they both of them's the ego gotten too in the way. Mm-hmm. You know, that, uh, Battle Cat got a huge, huge ego, Domino got a huge ego. Battle Cat was coming off of uh, the. Big success with the corrupt record and some stuff on Snoop, so his ego was huge. downloads ego was huge because of the success of his album,
0: right? And,
1: you know, a lot of artists I find not don't don't be real with themselves. You know, it's like a lot of times I've been I've been in studios with guys who engineers and stuff like this and, and they'll they be on the mixing board and they're just mixing the song right mm-hmm. they may slide they may slide up one of the vocal tracks and then they want credit for producing like, oh that's never been me a, a lot of a lot of stuff i a lot of artists i give ideas to but i just never really took credit for being the producer because I, I didn't want that type of credit you know right uh, Domino, if he would have just let Battlecat produce the Battle cat second album, I think he would have had more success. Because if you if you listen to after the first album, he put second album, it was cool, it was cool, had some good stuff on it, but it just didn't cat capture mm-hmm. the audience. Then he the next after we didn't do the third album, we didn't do a third album. On Domino, he did it himself. The next couple of albums he gave himself and mm-hmm. no no success. But Sam knows real talent.
0: Wow. You know that the thing is about it is it's like when you get with a producer as an artist and you guys are able to work magic together, it's you gotta go back and get that magic at least I would have had to go back and see, okay, do we still have the magic or not? You know, exactly. And if the magic doesn't exist then yes maybe I would move on and produce myself or find somebody else but what is it about us in our culture that once we have success at something we feel that it's necessary for us to move on or become so in our own head that we think we can recapture that same thing ourselves
1: because we we we' become we think we're the man and we don't really look at the whole picture of like what what it took to make that happen, that magic happen, you know. Yeah. Uh, it's just it's just like self ego. Yeah. Uh, we're black people, we have huge egos. And we, you gotta keep your ego in check. And be, they're not real with themselves. Like, you know, like, no, you didn't punch that beat. No, you might have the idea for for a sample or something, but you, you didn't put it together, yeah. you know. So yeah, we we got to get our eagles in check, really.
0: Yeah, that's straight facts. And uh, let's move on to my girl's smoking stuff. He's mine, man. Why didn't you do another LP after the success of uh, As Is? What happened? Well, the the label kind of just
1: it's kind of a a whole bunch of a whole bunch of malarkey. A mess. Mm-hmm. Uh, the label kind of disbursed. You know, our brush went to disburse after the, after the first after their first album because we had a we had a string of artists and we had a, a string of uh, a, 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 I like to call it bad luck.
2: Mm-hmm. We had an
1: artist. We had an artist named um, Loraco T, which was mystical before mystical. Okay. We signed him. We had some great. We had a great album. That was a good album. But he was mentally ill, and we didn't know he was mentally ill. Okay. So we took a loss on that. Okay. We had, group called, we had a group called Cold Three, which was more in competition with H Town, because they were mm-hmm. from Houston too. But we had a lead singer on there, Kelly. He's one of the best vocalists I ever met with. Mm-hmm. After we finished the album, shot the video, he goes to jail he goes oh, 10 wow. years. He goes, he, he, what, what happened made no sense. No sense. He got paid. Mm-hmm. He went back. He was from Nashville. He went to he went to Nashville. Hung out with his boys. His boys was robbing pawn shops and beauty shops. He got caught up in that. Wow. And we couldn't. We tried to replace the, him as a lead singer. We couldn't find anybody capable. And it just, went, you know, this is after spending almost a half a million dollars on. Him. And yeah. basically back in back in the day, we were me and my partner anti We were we were funding it ourselves, even though we were going through Columbia and Sony. This was, uh, we were paying for everything. We had, the type of deal we had, was the first time deal, like Mm -hmm. that. So we we took a loss on that, we took a loss on that, then uh, BG, Naka, and Dresa, they both went to jail. So we took three losses back to back, and then we had the success with Moke and stuff, but by then we were like, we waving the white flag, we can't take any more L's, you know? (laughs)
0: Uh, some now brothers from the West Side. No, I'm just <laughs> playing. Y'all, I mean that sounds like a horror story. It's like, but the thing is, I mean, I love Mo' and stuff. You know, I do, man. I had them on the show, and and we talked, and the girls are so thorough and so talented. I just needed to know what happened because i knew it wasn't you know in the quality of the work the girls worked hard they was tight together you know and had all grown up together and really had had i mean i love mo's voice i mean she they but i mean she got vocals like the lead singer of swv like just non-replaceable and i right knew, range. Oh, my goodness. I mean, shout out to Moke and Steph, man. I love them. I will always love them. And it's so funny because I was somewhere a couple weeks ago, and we had, we were talking about it, and it was like five of us in there, and we was doing lyric for lyric for <laughs> He's Mine. I mean, everybody knows that. That was like the homegirl song. Like, we knew we had a nigga. But, I no. mean, man. I okay, it. so, I, so I, I,
1: you know, I, I didn't realize how big the record was and how, uh, how much, uh, how much, you know, legs it still has. Like one of my radio promotion guys, like two years ago, was like, "Man, you need to re-release this record. The record still got legs, man. Look at look at look at the look at the, look at the um, media base. It's still getting played so many times." But then I was at uh, a R. Kelly concert uh-huh. at the Honda Center, and they didn't have an opening act; they had a DJ. Mm-hmm. And then when that record came on, it lit up the, the stadium. I mean, I was like, wow, oh, Yeah. The record, record was bigger than I
0: yeah and see that's the real plug right there when you put on a record you know what i mean and that is timeless and everybody knows it word for word that's what we don't have right now like i'm just thinking like what song in the last couple of years have i heard that i know every lyric like i know spoken stuff stuff and it's a zero because we're not getting that kind of music anymore. No. Just like, you know, I mean, just real quick in the pan, flip it over and we're done. What was your experience working with uh, Leor Cohen? You went out for a minute. All I see is your name, man. Come back, come back, come back to me. What was it your experience working with Leor Cohen and... Russell Simmons with def jam because your outburst records label was a part of def jam correct?
1: correct correct uh it was a great experience I learned I learned most of my uh business music business from leo and Russell mm-hmm. uh, what I learned is I learned a lot of promotion stuff and it was great our, our situation was great when uh when they were going through Sony. hmm And I learned a lot, you know, about promotion, who to use, how to, you know, gauge, how to put stuff together, how to promote, and, and the chances to take. When when they had to deal when we had to deal with the uh, Def Jam and it was going through Sony, it was like if you came up with an idea, a promotion idea, no question. Let's get it done. Boom.
2: Right.
1: Make it happen, you know, fun. And then when Def Jam went over to Poly Polygram, Polydor, it died it died a, everybody died a ugly death hope. wow cuz it was so it was so many checks and balances the music business especially hip hop is not built on checks and balances it's on chances in the streets you got to you got to hit the streets and right. when we, when we went to polygram Def jam i mean polygram and polydor when we wanted to do something for the streets to make our artists blow up it was just so much red tape, you know. Oh, this person got to sign off. Oh, the accountant said you can't do that. It doesn't make any sense. Hip hop don't make any sense. That's what makes it great, right? You know, the senselessness of it, the senselessness of the of a song with with some words, right? You know. So, uh, working with Leo was cool. I liked a lot. A lot of Leo. Leo was fun.
2: Mm -hmm. Russell
1: Russell really wasn't hands on Uh, Russell's actually who initiated our deal I I met Russell in the back of his Rolls Royce sometime and let's do it you know that's what we decided to do the back of his Rolls Royce
0: wow Russell put a lot of people on. Come back to America, Russell. Come on back. We <laughs> need. <laughs> hey, that's, a whole need of to that's hot. That's hot. That's hot. That's hot. Yeah, that's, hot. Yeah. that's something for the grill, man. And um, I wanted to ask you about Big Lurch. How was it working with Big Lurch? And also, how did you feel about the? Oh, gosh, just about the tragedy that occurred with him that didn't give you guys an opportunity to release his record. Big Lurch record was a great
1: album. If that mm-hmm. record, if, if, I were, if we were able to get to release it without all the, the stuff that happened, you know, I think it might have changed the sound of the South a little bit. Cause it, was yeah. a, it, was a good, it was a good album. You know, it was kind of working with him was cool, but it was kind of spooky too. You know, that whole working with the—I forgot the label—Stretch Free Records or wherever I was. I was working with them. They, they had Big Lurch and Roger Trotman Jr. Wow. So, uh, the the Big Lurch album would have did well if it was able to came out, able to come out, mm-hmm. righteously in the right way, right form. Right. You know, you know, it was like when he when he got arrested for what happened it was it blew excuse me blew my mind you know because a lot of times i was in the studio with him and i just didn't feel right
0: it was kind of spooky
1: you,
0: know, like, you mean before this mm-hmm. happened with him you would be in the yeah, studio with him and you felt kind of spooky
1: <laughs> and, and well, because he didn't—he didn't really say much to you, but it's just like was like a lot of what's going on in his head, you know. Uh uh-huh. He just look at you like like you didn't know what was going on in his thoughts, you know. Okay. It was kind of crazy,
0: you know. Wow. So you just kind of sitting there, and then you you felt some kind of weight, like he could just turn around, and be what's up, and you just yeah, oh. <laughs> <laughs> exactly,
1: exactly
0: oh man that is spooky man i'm telling you he has some hits on there boy he had some hits on there but again it was just so unbelievable what he went to jail for man i mean you know i, I Man, I mean, a, I don't know. That's just like you cutting me open, digging in, and taking a bite out of my lung, dude. It's just crazy to me. That, that's you know? why you leave them drugs
1: alone. Yeah. Yeah, got yeah. The drugs
0: Man, drugs really, really tear us apart, man, as a culture, as artists and everything, you know, because we just want to be numb. And I get it, you know, I mean, we go through so much pain in our lives, really, that you sometimes don't believe you went through such a thing and get to live and tell about it. And that's why I think that the culture is so drugged and induced, You know, and I was talking to a guest a while ago and I was just saying, man, we don't know what to do for different things because at the birthday party, you got liquor, you got weed, you got all sorts of drugs or whatever, and you got a birthday cake. Then at the funeral, you got the liquor and the weed and and (laughs) the drugs, and then you got, a, a birthday cake. I mean, you know, it, it just, we don't, where's the line? How do we know when to celebrate? Well, what is a celebration?
1: The celebration is, is, is life. Breathing. Not being sick. Being, being healed. You know, being able to breathe every day without anything holding you back. You know, why? I don't, I don't understand people, you know, I, I've been, it, it doesn't bother me. I've been in studios with people who just, Constantly chain smoking uh, weed, like I'm going, like how high are you trying to get? Where, where are you trying to go? You know, and and then uh, why would you want to be? Why would you want to be? You know, you you kind of working. Why do you want to get so high you fall asleep? I mean, guys come rent my studio and they they're coming with the crew and everybody's rapping uh, blunts and stuff. And I come back 15 minutes later, everybody sleep on the couch. Wow, is that what you can sleep at home? You know. <laughs> <laughs> if you wanted to give me the money, just give me the money and sleep at
0: home. You know? right i feel you but i also gotta say though greedy man you ain't never been into the narcotic man you never drank you never smoked i mean i never knew nobody like that everybody that i knew drink smoked lied, with the jail and all of that and you have done none of those things but yet you keep some of the darkest people around you like <laughs> <laughs> you know what i'm saying right. let's hope I mean, dude, how do you do that? How do you not allow such dark entities into your pure spirit? How?
1: I just put my life in God's hands. I just tell God guide me, guide me, you know. And He tells me, "No, you don't <laughs> need no drugs. You don't need to be high. I'm, 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 a, I'm gonna put these dark people, these dark souls, around you." But don't 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 fall into what they're into jeez that's a lot man I could know and maybe and maybe you can enlighten them
0: and, and get them out of from being a dark soul yeah you know wow that that's the thing that intrigues me most about you man you just you you're nothing like the music you produce you're nothing like the people you surround yourself with. You're nothing. You don't speak like anything that I hear comes from you. You know what I mean? Like gang banging and 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 hell raising and you know, pimps and hustlers. It's just it's just crazy to me i mean i understand what your dynamic is since you explained it to me but on the outside looking in i just always wondered like what do they see in you you know what i mean because you they don't get to see you high y'all don't do blunts and stuff together you know (laughs) you're just like somebody that is existing within like this dark underworld how have you survived? (laughs) <laughs> uh,
1: you know what i don't have the answer for that one because i, I just try to keep my head straight and, and keep my 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 path that i'm trying to achieve going you know i keep trying to keep myself going in, in, the, in the right righteous direction and mm-hmm. i don't i don't suck into all the the noise and the craziness and the foolishness around me
0: wow wow
1: all right, man. But, so, but, but but can I say I, I, I tend to, it, it tends to it tends to be attracted to me. You know, it tends to be an attraction. I think to attract those type of people, that type of energy. Yeah. Know? I mean, I I, I it was this 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 girl that wants me to work with her, mm-hmm. but she's total opposite of everything I ever with. she you know, she's one of those save the world singers and stuff like that, and it's, and it's—I know that's not going to work, so there's no attraction for me to work with. Right. Yeah. You know, I know that's a hard struggle, so I'm looking for a, a, a less resistant path, and then right. I know if I can get this one, one or two bad records out, I can put that that good record out.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And what I mean is that that you know, Bang, Bang, a Motherfuck You record, and then I might be able to put out a Save the World
0: record. <laughs> oh, that sounds crazy and dark. But, man, I mean, you've been successful in it, man, in terms of being somebody totally opposite of what you're around, you know. And um, it's just so, so funny because anything that can be gotten on the street, you know how to get it it's it's just an, it's an amazing thing um just amazing thing so who are you working with now who do you got hot coming in coming in hot coming in i hot.
1: got i i got a roster coming out i got i got jesus rose from st louis five ladies uh-huh. you're gonna love him five you got some hot stuff you gotta you gotta you got a, got, a, got 2 songs out we, we, we just test marketing right now Mm-hmm. one called Food, which he actually sounds like Maxwell, R. Kelly type vibe. Mm-hmm. And then he's got a record called Bag that's doing real well on YouTube. Uh, mm-hmm. We're gonna really launch it after the first of the year. And um, I got Miss Danielle, which is my niece, which is, mm-hmm. she's the queen of smut rap. Uh, she, <laughs> it's, just, it's just crazy, you know, I was like, man, I feel I feel weird, cause I feel, she's my niece. Right. And What she's rapping about, I feel like a pimp. Like, I'm pimping my niece. Like, I I try to get her to soften up, but it's just not in her. Right. And then then I got some guys coming out of the Midwest. I got a Geody Wells. He's sort of like a uh, French Montana, uh, Post Malone, Drake, all mixed together. Uh Uh-huh. And who else I'm putting You know, I got locals, uh, Infrared, which is supposed to be Quick's nephew. Uh Infrared got a top record called Superstar coming out. hmm And you know, I got I got a few things coming up pulling up on my sleeve.
0: Good, good. Cause we need some music from you, Greedy Man. It seemed like you've been like in hibernation and deep thought or, you know, not giving a at all. Because, man, it's been a while since you've been out here in the rap race, man. We need you back in the race. And um, that's why I had to ask you what you got coming for 2022. And also, I need to know who your top five you got in hip-hop, dude. And it don't got to be now because from what you say, it's all noise. But you, I mean, Mm -hmm. come on, you got to give me somebody that's now that it's as close as it's close as we can get in hip hop. So give me your top 5 in hip hop.
1: You know what, it, it took me a long time to understand him and start liking stuff with but listen, I, I I I I just now I understand Drake. I like mm-hmm. Drake. I like Future, some of Future stuff. Mhm. Then you know, I did the classic Biggie, Tupac, uh Ice Cube, it got to be 10, man. I can't be.
0: All right. Well, give me 10, my friend.
1: Share uh, them off. Uh Rakim. Rakim, Biggie, uh, Drake, uh, Future, uh, Snoop, of course. Uh, will I be wrong not to name one of, none of my artists? <laughs> of my artists. <laughs> that was kind of weird, huh? Oh,
0: come on, man. Mm-hmm. You know you got AMG and DJ Quick on there. I know yeah. for right. sure.
1: Yeah, AMG and Quick. You know, I feel Quick is pop. The Quick is, it's kind of weird to see all this, you know, all the Rushmore, West Rushmore and you not include him, or yeah. some of the Quick greatest Yeah, to credits. be
0: on that, though, for real. Like, but, y'all need to quit playing that nah. Yeah, mm-hmm. Did uh-huh. I give you 10? no you gave me seven man you owe me three more give me my oh, more
1: uh tupac of course
0: yeah um, you got any uh, east coast man i ain't uh, hear nobody uh, from the
1: east coast i said rakim and biggie oh okay krs one okay and public in- and public enemy oh that's okay it. that's 10
0: man That's like the hall of fame of hip hop right there, man. We need to write it down, write it down. (laughs) And also, Greedy, how can we follow your movement, man? We want to keep up with you and be able to rock with you in 2022 with your new artists and everything that you're doing, man. Because, you know, you're a legend in the yard, and I myself have learned so much from you, man. And and I just became a better person because of you. Because like I said, my ego was larger than charge, and I just came a long way. Man, I'm so humble now and sweet and wonderful about my get down (laughs) (laughs) so how can we follow your movement man cause you hot like fire first
1: first I want to say happy birthday to you happy birthday Lito.
0: oh thank you man you remember
1: yes and you can follow me on I am Greedy Greg on Instagram that's about the only thing I really rock Instagram I don't Uh fool with just Facebook or or Twitter too much but -hmm. you can definitely find me on Instagram Okay.
0: I am Greedy Greg. I am Greedy Greg. The legend, the life, the the, the the plug when we was able to have a plug, man. And I just want to say to the audience, thanks so much for tuning in, man. We love what we do over here, man. And I'm just always on a thousand because i just get to talk to people who have done so much in this industry and i want to say thank you to you greedy greg because man without you there would be no rappers in my backyard so thus the name and the creation of this podcast it came from the inspiration that you've given us as a manager and executive, and also keeping the artists in line, man, and just turning us down when the stereo gets too high. So we love can, you, can man.
1: I, can, I, can I give one more plug? Yeah, plug, who else? Look out for my, my new label, 1,000. Wait a minute, you. you
0: went out, dude. You went out with your video. See, you let technology, technology beat you down. Now mm-hmm. go ahead, and say mm-hmm. it. Look out
1: for my new label, A Thousand Favors. That's a new label. I have A Thousand Favors West Coast and A Thousand Favors Midwest
0: all right shout out to a thousand favors and i know you've done way more than a thousand favors but you know i mean i love the name of that label because i just think it encompasses who you are and also your continued way of thinking as far as always giving what you can to the culture man we love you greedy we really and truly do and Lastly, let's go to the quote, G, because I just think it sets us up nicely for what we talked about today and especially who you are, you know, uh being in this industry. And uh you said that we don't chase stars, we make them. Now, what made you say that? We gotta close down with that explanation. Why did you uh, say that quote?
1: Because I find I found I found trying to Chase somebody that's already made it or had some success. It's a big old pot of bad gumbo. Yeah. It's slimy and it's a mess and it's a headache that I'm not trying to get into. I'd rather create somebody from the ground up and that's what I've done all my whole career. I created stuff from nothing. Right. I come from nothing and I create from nothing.
0: That's it, that's mm-hmm. it. All righty, we love that. And I'm looking forward to talking expressing relating and connecting with all of you next sunday at two and y'all know it's my birthday you know so i'm about to just shut it down and do what i do best and that is continue to create so thanks again we up in here i hope that you're having a great holiday and we'll see you next sunday at two we out of here hang with me greenie